Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Have you ever missed out on something? Maybe you finally found the perfect sled after the last snow of the winter. Or you went to order your favorite meal from a restaurant, but they had just sold out. In Hungary, a country in Central Europe, they have a special phrase for these kinds of situations. They say, the dog market at Buda happened only once. In this week's episode... We'll hear the story of how that Hungarian proverb came to be. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called All the King's Dogs. Versions of this folktale come from Hungary. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Jeremy Sisto and Rory Culkin. Grown-ups, you might know Jeremy Sisto from Law and Order on NBC and FBI on CBS, and Rory Culkin from City on a Hill on Showtime and Waco on the Paramount Network. So circle around, everyone, for all the king's dogs. If you visit the Hungarian capital of Budapest, you'll see a breathtaking castle overlooking the Danube River. The castle is known as Buda Castle, and long ago it was home to King Matthias. He was known as King Matthias the Just because of the fair and honest way he ruled his people. This story is about two of those people, Laszlo and Vidor. Laszlo and Vidor were both farmers, They lived in the same village outside the capital city. But life had dealt each man a very different hand. Laszlo had inherited many acres of lush, fertile land from his parents. He had also inherited a full staff of workers to harvest corn, wheat, and potatoes, and to raise pigs, sheep, and chickens. So Laszlo's farm business was booming. Then there was Vidor. Vidor had scraped together enough coins to buy a small patch of earth, but it was so sandy and shady, he was lucky if he could grow one measly stalk of wheat. As for animals, all Vidor and his family had was a lazy barn cat, who spent most of her time stretched out on a bale of hay, fast asleep. Before long, Vidor was down to his last penny. He knew he needed to make some money fast or his children would go hungry. As he stood outside his tumble-down cottage, worrying about what to do, who should come trotting down the road on horseback but Laszlo, with a big bag of gold coins slung over his shoulder. Good day, Vidor. Say, why the long face, neighbor? Vidor heaved a great sigh. Well, since you asked, my family and I are in trouble, Laszlo. The farm isn't doing so well, and I'm... 
trying to find a quick way to make some cash. But hey, it looks like you're doing great. That bag of gold coins is practically bursting at the seams. Were you off doing business in the capital city today? Now, before we go on, something you should know about Laszlo. Through the years, the richer he got, the cockier he got. And the more he looked down on anyone who wasn't as well-off as he was. In fact, one of Laszlo's favorite things was playing tricks on people who were less fortunate. And one of those people was standing before him right now. So the devious fellow couldn't resist hatching a new scheme. Well, neighbor, you asked if I was doing business in the capital city today, and in fact, I was. It just so happens I went all the way up to Buda Castle, and I sold something to the king himself. You did? Much to Laszlo's delight, Vidor immediately took the bait. You actually sold something to King Matthias, the just? I did. And you'll never guess what it was. Hmm, let me see. Fedor stroked his chin. Well, you do have acres and acres of corn, wheat, and potatoes on your farm. Far more than I could ever dream of growing. Did you sell any of those? Nope. Guess again. Okay, well, how about pigs, sheep, and chickens? I've always admired your hale and hearty pigs, sheep, and chickens. Did you sell any of those? Nope. Guess again. Vidor was stumped. What else did Laszlo raise on his farm other than corn, wheat, and potatoes? And pigs, sheep, and chickens? I don't know, Laszlo. If it wasn't crops, and it wasn't animals, then I'm not sure what it could possibly... Not so fast, Vidor. I never said it wasn't animals. Vidor cocked his head. But that's exactly what you said. You told me that you didn't sell any pigs, sheep, or chickens. Indeed. That's because I sold a different kind of animal altogether. I sold... Laszlo's eyes twinkled. Dogs. Dogs? Vidor's eyebrows shot up. You sold... dogs? I did. You may not have heard, but King Matthias has grown awfully fond of dogs. He's just wild about them, so he's inviting all of his royal subjects to come to Buda Castle and sell him their dogs. At a very generous price. As a result you'll find quite a dog market at Buda. A dog market at Buda? By now, poor Vidor was completely taken in. So tell me, Laszlo, did you make all that money by selling dogs to the king? You bet I did, Vidor. I spent all week rounding up dogs. Then I took them straight to Buda Castle. I sold each and every one of them to the king. And now look, my bag is overflowing with gold coins. Laszlo glanced to his left, then to his right. Then the conniving farmer leaned down and lowered his voice, as if he were letting Vidor in on a very special secret. Listen, my friend. Who knows how long the dog market at Buddha will last? If you and your family are in need of money, I suggest you get some dogs. You take them to Buddha Castle, and you sell them to the king. You're bound to make a fortune. I know I did. And then, with his bag of coins jingling over his shoulder, Laszlo started up his horse and galloped away. As for Vidor, the desperate fellow spent the next days wandering through the village, gathering up as many stray dogs as he could find. 
The humble farmer found big dogs, little dogs, and medium dogs. He found striped dogs, speckled dogs, and spotted dogs. It was a bit of a challenge to keep all the dogs from chasing his barn cat. But once he had rounded up a sizable pack, he set off for Buddha with dozens of leashes clutched in his hands. Come along, my friends. We're off to see the king. Vidor led the dogs to the capital city, then over the river and up to Buddha Castle. As he and the dogs approached the magnificent palace, Vidor was surprised and delighted to see that he was the only dog seller there. This is great. I don't have any competition at the dog market today. I'm sure to make a mint. By the time Vidor reached the royal guards standing by the castle gates, the dogs were all riled up, yipping and barking, jumping and rolling, and getting their leashes tangled up in knots. It was quite a sight and quite a sound. Vidor flashed the guards a sheepish smile. Uh, apologies for all the commotion, dear sirs, but I'm here for the dog market at Buddha. The guards exchanged a quizzical look. The what market now? The dog market? Yes, that's right. I, I was told His Majesty is interested in buying some dogs. The guards exchanged another look. Listen, buddy, I don't know where you got your information. But the king isn't looking to buy any dogs. Vidor shook his head. But, but what about the dog market? I was told King Matthias will pay a very generous price for dogs, and I was depending on it. You see, I'm a humble farmer, and though I've been working really hard, my family and I are, are down to our last penny, and I can't bear to see my children go hungry. So when my wealthy neighbor told me he made a boatload of money at the dog market at Buddha. I spent all week wrangling up every single stray I could find, and now I've brought the dogs here so that his royal majesty can... Look, buddy! Yeah, we've had enough from you. There isn't any dog market at Buddha. So why don't you make like a dog and flee? <laughs> yes. Get it? Flee! Flee, flee. I get dogs it. I have get it. Flee, fleas. Flee. <laughs> As the guards collapsed in hysterics, tears sprang to Vidor's eyes. His cheeks burned with embarrassment. Well, this is humiliating. The king isn't looking to buy dogs at all. Laszlo is playing a trick on me, a mean trick, and I fell for it. Ugh, how in the world am I going to support my family now? Vidor slumped his shoulders and began leading the dogs away. But all of a sudden... He was halted in his tracks. Excuse me. By a deep voice. You there, sir. You're coming with me. I believe we have some business to attend to. Who do you think is calling out to Vidor? And what do you think they want? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
and listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash CircleRound. That's Indeed.com slash CircleRound. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you, and now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called All the King's Dogs. Before the break, a wealthy farmer named Laszlo played a not-so-nice trick on a poor farmer named Vidor. Laszlo told Vidor about the so-called dog market at Buda. Laszlo claimed the king at Buda Castle, King Matthias the Just, was looking to buy dogs for a very generous sum. Vidor and his family were on the verge of going hungry, so the desperate man decided he would give it a shot. He worked hard rounding up every stray dog he could find, but when he brought the boisterous canines to Buda Castle in the capital city, the royal guards laughed and ordered him to leave. As the downtrodden fellow trudged away, a deep voice stopped him in his tracks. And when Vidor whirled around, who should he come face to face with but... Your Majesty? The King. King Matthias the Just. Vidor bowed down on one knee, which was none too easy, given that dozens of rambunctious dogs were scampering all around him. Your Excellency, I am honored to be in your presence. And I am honored to be in yours. Vidor was confused. You are? Yes. You see, young man, when you arrived at my castle just now, the sound of all those dogs barking and yapping traveled right through the walls. I couldn't help but run to the window. And when I did, I heard the story you told my guards, each and every word. Which is why I'm offering you this... The king reached out and handed Vidor a soft velvet bag full of coins. It was even bigger and more overflowing than the bag Laszlo had been jingling around. These coins are for you, young man. Provided you're willing to part with your dogs, of course. Vidor's face broke into a grin. Of course. Yes, your majesty. I'll I'll give you all these dogs for those coins. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, as you can imagine, it wasn't long before word of Vidor's newfound wealth spread all over the village. When Laszlo heard that his down-and-out neighbor had become so well-to-do, he was thunderstruck. Well, this isn't fair. That whole dog market thing was just a trick. Vidor wasn't supposed to get rich. He was supposed to get laughed away from the castle. Immediately, Laszlo knew what he must do. 
he began racing through the village, scurrying up and down the roads, streets, and lanes, buying up as many dogs as he could find. Then, grabbing a hold of their leashes, he herded the dogs to the capital city, over the river, and up to Buddha Castle. Come along, you miserable flea bags. I've got a fortune to make, and I haven't got all day. By the time Laszlo reached the palace gates, the dogs were barking and howling and causing quite a ruckus. So much of a ruckus, in fact, that they caught the attention of a certain someone who happened to be sitting in his throne room. And do you know who that someone was? You guessed it. King Matthias the Just. The mighty monarch rose from his throne and went striding to the window. The moment he laid eyes on Laszlo, he knew this must be the mischievous scamp who had bamboozled the humble farmer. The king ordered his guards to bring Laszlo and his dogs inside the castle and into the throne room. As Laszlo walked through the door, he flashed to the king a simpering grin. Thank you so much for seeing me, your majesty. I've come here today because... Oh, I know why you're here. You're here for the dog market at Buddha, are you not? Laszlo eyed the king's jewel-encrusted crown, his glittering gold scepter. He could hear the jingling of coins already. Indeed I am, Your Excellency. I am here for the dog market at Buddha. A very dear friend of mine, a fellow farmer, he told me you've been looking to buy dogs. So I thought, hey, what better way to serve my beloved king than to sell him some of my beloved pooches? And here I am. King Matthias the Just glanced to his left, then to his right. Then the wise sovereign leaned down and lowered his voice, as if he were letting Laszlo in on a very special secret. Listen, my good sir. I appreciate you coming by today, but I'm afraid you're far too late. You see, the truth is this. The dark market at Buddha happened only once. Then the king snapped his bejeweled fingers and the guards escorted Laszlo and his dogs out of the castle. And ever since then, in the country of Hungary, whenever someone misses out on a golden opportunity or fails to jump at a chance that will not come again, the people say the same thing. The dog market at Buddha happened only once. Now it's your turn. What golden opportunity would you like to have? Perhaps you'd like to have dinner with one of your heroes, fly a plane around the world, or just hug a friend or family member whom you haven't seen in a very long while. Find some paper and draw a picture of your golden opportunity. Share your drawing with someone you love, and then, if you want to, share it with us. You grown-ups listening can post all Circle Round-inspired art on Instagram. Just use the tag at Circle Round Podcast. This week's story, All the King's Dogs, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Circle Round's artist is Sabina Hahn. 
Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 100 plus circle round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown up to visit our website, wbur.org/slash circle round, and click on soundtrack and coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors L. Borders, Nick Shalley, Mike Smith, Rory Culkin, and Jeremy Sisto. Grown-ups, watch for Jeremy Sisto in FBI on CBS and check out Rory Culkin in the upcoming Netflix miniseries, Halston. This week's featured instrument was the hurdy-gurdy, or symphonia, a medieval hand-cranked string instrument. You can find a video of instrument builder Robert Mondel playing the hurdy-gurdy and see a photo of the hurdy-gurdy that Eric Shimalonis used in today's episode on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Have you subscribed to Circle Round yet? You grown-ups can find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Tilda. I live in Philadelphia. My favorite story is the lady who lived in the vinegar bottle because the fairies keep moving her to different houses, and then she ends up back in her vinegar bottle. My name is Landro, and my favorite story is The Very Busy Fairies. I like when the fairies capture the boy when they take over at the last part. My name is Mariella, and I'm from Brookline, Massachusetts, and my favorite circle one story is The Nine Sticks. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.